War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle spot number 151. It is September 13th. It's 92 degrees outside. It's 4.57 in the p.m. Heading home a little early today. Baby Bloggle 2 has his first soccer practice. Four-year-old soccer. That'll be fun. Uh, so it's officially Texas A&M week. Um, yesterday I kind of mentioned at the very end of the of the bloggle spot that I had tweeted something about not really being ready for Texas A&M or it kind of being weird that Texas A&M was the first SEC team on the schedule just because they're new to the SEC, the season's a little young, and I just haven't had enough time in both ways to, to get a good hate going on. Now... I also mentioned by that time that I had gotten a bunch of responses that helped me with that hate. So I just kind of wanted to go through that. <clears throat> um, first off, it's a nut. It's all. All I needed to hear was was a few tweets from a few people from a few Texas A&M fans talking about the quote-unquote horse collar that Chris Frost tackled Johnny Manziel with prior to the last sack of, you know, in 2013, the play before D. Ford sacked him and, and won the game. Um, it was not called. It was, they can look at the definition all they want. He grabbed the back of his shirt to start the tackle with his other hand on him, and he let go of it and finished the tackle with his other hand and with, the, with his body. He was not jerked back or jerked down with the back of his shoulder pads. Plain and simple. Point blank. That's it. And guess what? Points are not scored on a, on a uh, horse collar tackle. They still had to score a touchdown. And they didn't. Because the next play, Johnny Menzel ran around and got sacked. The clock was already running out. It was less than a minute. They had been sling, running around, chasing them all around the field anyway. And they want to latch on to that. And I'm talking about latch, latch, latching on. I mean, I got dozens of people still complaining about it. Will not give it up. Will not stop. It's like in the Arkansas game in 2010 when, um, I think it was Mario Fannin, he kind of fumbled going into the end zone, but they called it a touchdown anyway. In the next two or three years, Arkansas fans still complain about that. Like one of the... Arkansas sites put up a picture of that fumble or non-fumble. I mean, give it up. It's over. That that game was not lost on that play. And you would not have won the game if you, if what you thought was the correct call was happening or had happened. <clears throat> now, to top that, you've got the next year. Obviously, let's go through real quick. 2012, Johnny the, you know, one of the worst seasons in Auburn history. Johnny Manziel came to Auburn. They whooped us at like 65 to 28 or something like that, or 30 something. I don't know. It was terrible. I mean, most empty I've ever seen a, a Jordan Hare in the fourth quarter ever, other than an eight-day game. I was there every play though. Um, and then 2013 went there, shocked the world, beat them in their huge stadium, beat Johnny Manziel. 2014, they come here. They're beating us, I want to say, like 17-7 at halftime. They run a, a field goal block all the way back on the last play of the first half. It kind of just – it was one of those games where they weren't as good 
Um, was, I guess, yeah, Johnny Manziel was gone. That makes sense. Was he gone? Did was he hurt? I don't remember. He didn't play. He wasn't there. I, but he had only played two years. And I, I don't know. Anyway, we were beating. They were beating us. We came back, had Nick Marshall, and as you remember, that was kind of the butt fumble game where at the very end, we had driven down. Well, let me back up. We had driven down. We're going to go ahead and win the game. Cameron Artis Payne fumbles on like the three or four yard line. He's at the bottom of the pile with a picture showing him with the ball at the bottom of the pile. Some guy, some Texas A&M guy gets out of the pile, pulls the ball out of the pile, and they give it, give them the ball. So, not saying, again, <coughs> it's kind of like the 2013 game where just because we got the fumble didn't mean we scored, but we were on the three-yard line. The horse collar happened about the 20. Um with seconds to go. Auburn had the ball in the three-yard line with over a minute or so to go. So it was a terrible call. Auburn had the ball in a picture. Obviously, you can't look at that, whatever. But Auburn had, Cameron Artis Payne had the ball. After the game, the guy who brought the ball out said, I'm not going to say who had the ball at the bottom of the pile. I'll just say a lot of things happened at the bottom of the pile, and I'll just say that I came out with, without out with it on top. So you judge by that who had the ball at the bottom of the pile. So then, even after all that, Auburn still had a chance to win. They got down to about the 40 or 35, I think, and uh, Reese Dismuke snapped the ball while Nick Marshall was audibling, and Texas A&M recovered. And it sounded like, there's a video as well, sounded like um, somebody on Texas A&M side on, on the defense was making a snap call like, I mean, you know, whatever they call that, mimicking the snap snap count. Uh, and the, uh, Reese Dismukes thought Nick Marshall had called it and snapped it. So there's things in 13 and 14 that obviously could have gone either way. I think obviously all of them were in Auburn's favor, of course. Uh, but in one side they helped Auburn, and the other side they didn't help Auburn. So then last year we go – to Texas A&M again. They're not as good. Our season's kind of blah. Nothing's going on. We'd already put Sean in and then he got hurt against Arkansas. So they decided to let Jeremy Johnson play on a Saturday night. Everybody was like, oh great. We're back to whatever. And we promptly beat them. What was it? 20, it was a weird score. Like 26 to 10. Something like that. I mean, kind of manhandled the whole game. They went through two quarterbacks. Maybe three quarterbacks. One was hurt, that's right. Uh, Kyler, is that right? Yeah, one of those. Um, kind of stopped their new Johnny Manziel. So, it, it, as you've noticed, the away team has won all four games in the new SEC series. They did beat, I think the right now the, the, the record is two and four. They beat Auburn way back in like 1901. Um, and then they beat Auburn in one of the bowls when Bo was there and kind of stopped Bo. So we started the, the series 0-2 when they joined the SEC, and now we've split. So it's been 2-2 two two since they've been in the, in the league. Now they come into Auburn. Auburn playing much better last week. Texas A&M playing, I don't know, play, I don't know if they played better or not. They played Prairie View A&M. That doesn't really tell you much. But... 
they got to have a chance to uh, obviously the winning team oh sorry the winning team will have the upper hand in the modern rivalry I guess you could say but that reminds me if you okay if you want to analyze this game <clears throat> you can look at Auburn's the game versus Clemson but you can honestly throw that out because that's not the same team it's not the same offense you can still get mad at Gus all you want but all that did was help him to realize what needs to happen. You can argue that he should have realized it in practice, but you don't realize anything until you play a game. Um, so that offensive performance against Clemson was an anomaly and will not happen for, us for the rest of the year. If Auburn is stopped on offense, it's not because of that same reason. It's going to be because somebody beat us on the line of scrimmage or you know turnovers or something like that. But if you look at how Auburn played on Saturday, I don't care if they were playing against air, 700 yards against any Division One team, and a team that's not bad, is 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 pretty spectacular. And if they kept the starters in, they probably could have gotten 850, maybe even more. They ran the clock in the fourth quarter. They did nothing but run the ball. I mean, it could have been way worse. They could have broken NCAA records if they wanted to. The running game could not be stopped. The deep ball could not be stopped. Everything was working. And if that continues on Saturday, Texas A&M, they have some good defensive ends. They have Miles Garrett, but they've never had a good overall defense ever since they've been in the SEC. Again, nothing against Jeremy, but we beat them with Jeremy Johnson, who is Auburn's third-string quarterback right now. I mean, it wasn't even really close. We beat them. And that was at their place. Now, there's always weird stuff. I mean, if you've got it in your head that the road team always wins, that obviously is a little intangible to, to think about. But, um, I mean, I don't think, you know, if Auburn fans are excited again, they there's no complaints. The only complaint is, why didn't you do that in the first game, which is just dumb people. But they're... It's all of a sudden, hey, we could win every game on our schedule, which is honestly true. We have no idea what Alabama's really like, um, and it's the Iron Bowl. I guess anything could happen, and it's never really a blowout if the teams are at least both competitive, which they are this year. Um, Auburn, I mean, look at Georgia. You think Auburn could beat Georgia, the Georgia that played Saturday? I do. think Auburn could beat LSU, the one that is one and one with the a uh, struggling game against Jacksonville State? I do. And they could beat Arkansas, who beat La Tech by one. And for some reason, everybody thinks beating TCU in double overtime is the greatest thing in the world. You think Auburn can beat Arkansas? I do. How about Mississippi State that lost to South Alabama? Yep, think I can beat them too. Or Auburn can beat them. Ole Miss, no running game at all. Blew a huge lead to Florida State. They might be the better team. We don't know. They don't have Laquan Treadwell. They're not as good as they were last year. Auburn should have beaten them last year. Uh, so, yeah, I'll say I think Auburn can beat them. Let's go look at the rest of the East. What about – let's just – let's pretend we're in the SEC championship game. Tennessee, what do you think? Yep. Uh, South Carolina, no-brainer. No Vanderbilt, ha-ha. Kentucky, ha-ha. Uh, who else? Florida, I don't know. They beat UMass 24-7. to It's pretty sad. Uh, or 28-7, I think. They did kill Florida, uh, Kentucky this weekend, but – Florida might be the – I mean, Florida, Ole Miss, and maybe Texas A&M. I mean, we're talking 
after Alabama. Florida, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M might be the three better teams after Alabama. And that's included. I mean, Auburn is in there. By the way, I put up my predict my rankings today to give you um, to give you my thoughts on where we are after week two, which is impossible. It's dumb. After like the top four, after the top one, you really don't have a clue. I mean, we can all say as much as we hate it, Alabama's probably the best team right now. I mean, that's just the safe, easy thing to do. After that, could be Texas A&M, Ole Miss. You don't really know. They have a loss, but it's a a loss to the now number two team in the nation. Um, I have Auburn number four, and that's under Ole Miss, and that's under Texas A&M. Auburn could beat Texas A&M. Auburn could be the second or third best team in the SEC. Now, I know you just want to keep on looking at that Clemson game, but look at everybody else's games. You can be the you can be terrible and still be the second team. Second best team, and I'm not saying anybody's terrible, but Tennessee's obviously not very good. I mean, I don't care what they did to Virginia Tech in the second half; they're not good. Um, Georgia's not good. LSU is not that great. We don't know because Leonard Fournette really hasn't played that much, but they've already had to switch quarterbacks at, in Jack in the Jacksonville State game. I mean, nobody looks great. Alabama, yeah, they beat Western Kentucky by a lot, and they beat USC by a lot. But they're still kind of struggling in the running game. And I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just bright, just ranting about rankings right now. It doesn't matter. But, um, but yeah, I don't, Texas A&M right now is is more is scarier to me than LSU. And that's usually not. I mean, that's they're usually good, but they're usually really good to start the season and then they fall off. And we're still at the beginning of the season. Maybe they just don't play anybody that great. But um, Saturday night, again, in Jordan-Hare. Tailgates are going to kill me. Um, Six o'clock. The excitement is back. I mean, if if Auburn can can make a stop and can score to start the game, I said the same thing against Clemson. Um, Make a few stops, just like they did against Clemson. Make people people think you can win, and it'll happen. I mean, Auburn's favored for a reason. Because Vegas knows it doesn't matter if you're playing Arkansas State or air 700 plus yards when when your second string plays the entire fourth quarter is pretty dang good and pretty shows you know everybody the coaches got it back that i mean that's that was a good thing about the clemson game was that it kind of it might have scared gus a little bit scared him into you know getting out of the safe zone or i mean i'm not saying it was safe to switch quarterbacks every play but maybe it was he was definitely conservative even though he was kind of doing the crazy stuff, he was still, you know, not airing it out as much, not doing his bread and butter. He was kind of, he was scared into doing a game plan that really wasn't needed. Because if Auburn lined up and played Clemson like they lined up and played Arkansas State, they would have beaten them by more than 10 points. But at the end of the year, it will not matter. So don't even think about it anymore. It was needed. It was a game that was needed. So, yeah. I think we have plenty of reasons to hate Texas A&M. They won't shut up about the horse collar. 2014, even though 20, we beat them in 2015 and it's over with, 2014 home game loss was ridiculous. And we need to beat them at home. Let's do it. All right, that's it. Bloggle spot number 151. Done. War Eagle.